A few weeks ago, my family and I were near the end of a hike in Briones, and just coming down one of the last big hills towards the trailhead. The sun had been down behind the ridge for a while, but there was still some of that rosy light straggling across the sky. As we rounded the bend in the muddy path, I heard an owl hooting close by, and I stopped. I called my kids and my husband in close, and and we all just stood still. And then we saw this huge bird swoop down into a tall skeleton of a tree just, just a little ways off, and it hooted again. We silently crept closer until we were maybe 25, 30 feet away from the tree, and and then we just stood there, looking up in awe. It was a quiet evening, and the stillness was broken only by the occasional call of this majestic owl perched high above us. A little bit later, more walkers came on down the trail, and I I whispered and gestured wildly through my mask, pointing at the owl. They stopped, too, and, and we all just watched and listened for several more minutes, until finally the, the owl spread its massive wings and took off, disappearing into the forest. My family and I were suddenly gushing, exclaiming and grinning and and laughing even at the, the wonder of this owl, of actually seeing it and up so close. As we climbed into the car, I noticed how full my heart felt, how grateful I was to have stumbled across this delight. And then there are these readings, and we find a a rather different sentiment. It's not so common that all the readings hang together on a given Sunday, because we take the option of, uh, within the lectionary, to follow the arc of stories within the Hebrew scriptures, rather than pairing a bit here and a bit there thematically with the gospel in a way that that really takes them out of context. But here, today, it, it felt like it came together anyways. As I poured over these readings, I had the overwhelming sense from those who had gone long before coming across all these years, that this way of seeking God is really hard. It's hard to be a prophet, Moses reminds us, and he would know. And then as Paul writes to the budding community in Corinth, he he recounts that this way of faith requires sacrifice and deep thoughtfulness if we are to support the vulnerable among us. And then we have Jesus tackling demons head on. 
By his example, it seems that we're not going to just be repeating what we have received, as was the task of the scribes. Instead, alongside this holy teacher, we are to work with whatever pain may show up, calling forth freedom and transformation. And my God, we take these three readings, these three teachings together, and it is a mighty tall order for an individual and for the whole of the community. It's, it's an intense prospect to consider, and maybe especially on this day of our annual meeting. This is a time when we look back and look forward as a congregation, when we examine who it is that we are as a church and who God is asking us to become. I find it really exciting, and it can also be overwhelming as we take in the landscape around us. There are false prophets vying for our attention. There are problems that threaten to divide us. And however we might conceive of demons, there are powers, there is corruption, viruses, you name it, that come from beyond and can overtake us. It's a wild mix, and it asks so much of us, even uh, to the point that we might wonder where to begin. As I've considered these huge asks that God lobs in our direction, I keep returning to the psalm. We, we heard a wonderful translation from Stephen Mitchell that Charles offered in chant this morning, um, but I was sitting in particular with the version that we find in the Book of Common Prayer. And I think that both of them together, I think they, they offer a way forward. It's, it's nestled there, laying the groundwork for all that these other readings require of us. The, the truth-telling, the generous sacrifice, the liberation in the face of evil. But before all that, the psalmist helps us to get both feet on the ground. It comes in the simple reminder to give thanks to God with our whole heart and to study delight. The, the rest of the call will demand much of us, great energy and ingenuity, persistence and collaboration, a whole lot of courage. But, but maybe we don't start there. Maybe we don't jump straight into the deep end. What I hear in the psalm is the urging to begin from this place of plenty, from a willingness to be surprised by joy, to, to let that awe come over us and pull us into giving thanks with all that we are. We're taught to pay close attention to delight, to study it. I think the psalmist starts here because when we do this, when we give ourselves over to this discipline of studying delight and giving thanks, it changes us. 
It seeps into everything else, coloring it with possibility. The joy lingering in the air around us, even as we dig into something much more challenging. The delight, it, it works its way into our minds, reshaping what we imagine could come to be. It's a way that orients us towards thanks and towards God, no matter what we're up to in that moment. As I drove home from Brioni's a couple of weeks ago and, and dove into making dinner and facilitating the bedtime routine and all the rest, the owl stayed with me, as did the, the delighted wonder that it brought. And alongside that awe, I noticed how easy it would have been to, to pass the owl right by or, or to forget it once it had flown on in order to, to keep rushing to what's next. It's tempting to feel like that chance encounter won't make a dent in everything else that's wrong. But what I hear in this psalm is that delight matters. The, the gratitude that follows issuing from the delight shapes us. It restores us. And my goodness, do we need restoration. We need to let this delight stop us in our tracks and make us grin. We need to allow it to bring us back to God. Friends, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but 2021 is going to be rough also. It already is. Yes, the vaccine is on the way, and it is so fantastic how just about every Zoom call now begins with this celebration of who has received the vaccine and who has appointments coming up. And the year is still going to hurt. We're still going to miss time together. Business will struggle. We'll lose many more lives to this virus. It will ask so much of us as we strive to keep reaching and keep moving forward together. Knowing all that, expecting even the hardships we can't yet imagine, I think we need to follow the psalmist's lead towards delight and thanksgiving, not shying away from the truth we've been asked to speak to power, not ignoring how we're called to set some of our own desires down in order to support the vulnerable among us, and not looking away from the pain in our midst, whether it torments us or another. This is not about cowering away from any of those challenges. But it's about deciding together that we're going to start off by reaching for our spirits to be nourished and connected, that we may live this way well. 
We start by studying the light and giving thanks to God, trusting that this will make all the rest of our call possible.